Okay, welcome to the Leadership Raccoon Podcast. Today we are talking about taking responsibility. And specifically, we're going to look at honoring honest failures. And and to kick this off, I'm going to just start with an excerpt from from Mike's book, uh, The Leadership Elements that I think is a perfect, um, perfect way to start this because it sets the tone for what we want to talk about. Um, here it is. When you accept an honest failure, you provide the impetus to improve or fix a situation, and you also accomplish something that will help your organization in the future. You set an example of the expectation of honesty that your employees will emulate. I love that, Mike. I, I love that. I was thinking about that today um, because how important is it for a leader to stand up and say, I'm going to own this. And if, if the leader does that, it's empowering his followers, his or her followers to do the same. And also, I love this point in here that it will help your organization to fix the problem in the future. If not, we just keep passing the buck. Hey, here's a scapegoat. We, we, it's their fault, right? And we keep moving forward. We're not fixing the problems. And I love, that's what I took away from this. Let's own it and let's fix the problem and move on. Am I on the right page? I think you are. And think about, uh, this is uh, quite a few years old now, but the concept of the learning organization, mm-hmm. what, what the heart of that, the heart of that is how does that organization treat failure? And a lot of organizations, quote, want to be learning organizations, say they're learning organizations, but if they are still assigning blame rather than than uh, fixing problems, uh, then they really aren't because the culture is going to hold people back. Mm-hmm. They're not learning from their mistakes and moving forward. Uh, it's a great point. The... There was a, um, when I put down uh, honor, honest failure, um, I, I go back to, there were two speeches at uh, West Point that um, are famous, at least at, at West Point. Uh, one of them, uh, the first one I'll mention briefly, was just uh, Norman Schwarzkopf's speech in 1991. And we've got uh, four minutes of this uh, on, on the website. You can take a look at it. But it was on competence and character. Okay. Uh, and we talked about competence in an earlier podcast. But he was talking as a, uh, a military leader that competence was, was obviously extremely important. And then that importance of character. But uh, part of the character discussion gets into um, do you own up uh, to your own, own mistakes and how do you handle personal failure and so forth. The other one is rather interesting. Um, in May of 1962, uh, General Douglas MacArthur came back to the Corps of Cadets and gave a talk called, uh, on duty, honor, country. And he talked about, um, it, it, you, can't, you can't see this talk. It wasn't videoed at the time. It's on um, audio, and he's got a very gravelly voice, you know, duty, yeah. honor, country. <laughs> and, uh, but he talks about honoring and actually being proud of honest failure. Mm-hmm. And then he talks about, uh, on the other hand, what if you don't fail? What if you succeed? Be humble about those successes Mm -hmm. and that was a key leadership driver in his mind is how do you handle day-to-day success and failure Mm -hmm. failure celebrate it uh, learn from it 
admit to it, um, and, and move forward. I'm always surprised when people don't own their failures because a, a lot of times it's pretty obvious. You know, if you work in an organization, if someone has made a mistake or if something's not gone right, you, you kind of know, right? You, you know that. And when they don't own it, I'm always surprised. Mike, you know, in my experience, whenever I own something, there's this look on people's faces like, I can't believe he, he's doing this. And, and, and it's almost like a genuine thank you. You know, they're not upset. I've never, I don't remember ever owning a mistake and getting in trouble. Like I remember owning mistakes and then I usually back it up and say, well, this is why, right? I don't just say, hey, I screwed that up. Mm-hmm. You know, I tried this. This is why it didn't work. And this is what I'm going to do to do better next time. And if you approach it from that, it's, you not only gain credibility for owning the mistake, but then you also gain, you gain credibility because you're trying to solve the problem moving forward. And I never understand why people just don't take the time to say, you know, I tried and I didn't get it right. It's okay. You know, what, what is that in, in our human nature that we're afraid to own it? Is well, it I, just the culture? Is it just it the is, pressure? I, I would only correct you on saying, is it just the culture? Because culture <laughs> is the most powerful animal on the planet. Right. Very, very good. So point. let me give you an example. Government has a real hard time with what you just talked mm-hmm. about. Government organizations. And there was a book written called Bureaucracy, uh, gosh, 20 years ago uh, by James Q. Wilson. And he points out the fact that especially in government organizations, they have all kinds of stakeholders looking over their shoulder. Right. And the one thing that the Congress does not want or members of a committee, or the press, or the president, is for a mistake in some government agency to appear on the headlines of the newspaper the next morning, yeah, right? Don't want it on the Washington so, Post. Exactly. So once it once a mistake is made that gets out of the bag, mm-hmm. um, they react strongly, and they beat the poor government organization to within an inch of its life right. through hearings and taking away money and all kinds of punishment. Over time, over decades, what happens is if an organization is punished like that continuously, mm-hmm. some risk aversion seeps into that organization. The organization will use more rules. The organization will take action promptly against individuals when they, when they see any kind of mm-hmm. mistakes being made. Um, and so that culture does change, and it will have a stranglehold on uh, any type of um, celebration of failure inside. Now, that said, let me tell you, I've seen a lot of great government leaders, and in every case, what they're doing is allowing people to fail, allowing people to learn from failure. Mm-hmm. And the, the, a woman at uh, the Department of Defense heads up a, a section. Um, when a new employee comes, she hands them a get-out-of-jail-free card. Nice. Uh, and, and it says, you're entitled to make all the stupid mistakes you want the first six months of your job. Nobody's going to get killed if this, somebody in a clerical position makes, the, makes some mistake. But what she's signaling to them is, hey, we, wanna, we want honest failure because you're here to learn, especially mm-hmm. that first six months. And if you don't look and push yourself and fail at times, you're not going to learn, and you're not going to you're not going to be a better employee for me later on. Right. And I, I think people listening uh, and people that are listening to this podcast obviously are interested in leadership and management, and this is something that you can do to help build 
the right culture, our, our, a culture of learning, a culture of innovation, those things that we talk about that we want, but then we don't operationalize them. We just say, we want to, we want to, we're a culture of innovation, a culture of creativity, but then we punish people when they try to be creative. And I think if you're listening to this and you're in an organization where you can have that impact, um, this is a really uh, a good way to help change that maybe. If you work for the government, as an example, which I do work in a government role at this point, and today, actually, today in a meeting, I was actually, Mike, I was leading, uh, you would appreciate this, I was leading a um, leadership retreat for my for my staff, and we were going over how we're going to lead projects for this year, and I was given an example of a project that I led this year that it did not go the way that I wanted it to, and I had to own it. And I said, you know what? It didn't go well. This is why. And I, it, was, it, it feels so good to say that and not keep it inside. And just, you know, you feel kind of dirty inside. Like, ah, I know I should own this, but I'm nervous about what's going to say. I, you know, I say, let it go. Be, be upfront. Be honest about how you feel. Because there's something about being genuine. I just don't see how it's going to hurt you in your career. And if, it, and if it does in one role, then that's probably not the right role for you. Because in most positions, Mike, correct me if I'm wrong, we're looking for genuine, authentic people to be in our organization. And the reason in closing, Brooks, is that uh, this is all, again, directly related to performance. Mm-hmm. Um, organizations that celebrate failure uh, have a different culture. Uh, they do better than organizations that don't. Toyota in its heyday. If they got a letter of complaint mm. uh, from a customer, they would ring a bell because it gave them something to talk about. Let's, why did this person complain this way? Why is this problem? Why, 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 right. why? And they would bury down and, and have a new avenue to try to improve their project, their, their products. Mm. Um, and you go back to Deming, um, who, a great management thinker back in the 1940s and 50s mm-hmm. and went to Japan after the war and helped them build. He made the statement uh, that the 85% of, uh, of the failures are not due to people, they're due to process. Right. And if you think about some of the kludge processes we all work with in the, during the, during the workday, the breakdown is there. So if you take a positive outlook like he did, mm-hmm. uh, you can make miraculous improvements to bad process and improving overall performance. The whole Six Sigma effort, which uh, came much later, mm-hmm. exactly the same thing is look for... Um, look for failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't assign blame. Right. Uh, look to learn from it and push ahead. And that was part of my training today, by the way. Oh, was it? Yes, Very we good. Disc- we did a whole session on Lean Six Sigma and the importance of business process mapping and those things that help the organization. I was telling the group when you're doing this, don't look to assign blame to a person or system right away. Take a step back, understand it. And, and look at ways to improve it. But I think a lot of times, and this is especially true for the government, we tend to blame people when a process doesn't work instead of looking at it from the, their perspective and understanding, okay, why isn't this working? I'm not going to blame you right now. Maybe it is your fault, and we'll get to that. We can train you. I can motivate you. I can consult with you. But let's look at the process. Let's look at the technology. Look at the big picture. Um, I think those things are very important and, and kind of tying it back uh, to what we started on and taking responsibility, it, it, I think it starts with having an attitude of, 
I'm confident. I'm going to own this if something's not working well, right? I'm overall in charge. And, I, and, I, and I, I'm going to use a, a similar analogy I, I used in an earlier podcast. But, you know, when a, when a team is not performing well, the coach is to blame, right? The coach stands up there and says, I didn't do a good job. Not my players, right? And we should take a cue from that as leaders, it's your responsibility if you're leading, you know, a group of one or a group of thousands. It's your responsibility looking to you to be the leader. And the leaders take the good and they take the bad. And too often, I think, uh, we see leaders that are willing to just kind of pawn off the bad on someone else. Uh, but any quality leader, you're going to see them own mistakes. You know, you're going to see, again, great baseball managers, great football, great whatever leader. They all have a similar quality. When things are bad, they own it. When things are good, they promote their players or their staff or their family. It's not about them all the time. It's about the organization, the team. And I think it all kind of ties back to being confident and having the, the I guess, the self-confidence to say, when things aren't going right, I'm going to own it. Absolutely. Um, okay. Well, I think we've, we've covered... Uh, taking responsibility. Uh, remember to honor honest failure in yourself and in, in your coworkers. And you can catch us on the leadership raccoon.com, Facebook, Twitter, website. Check us out. A lot of great tools, a lot of great resources for every type of leader. Until next time. <laughs>